1: Coach Radio at audibletrial.com/slash Radio. And now, here's today's show. Saturday and welcome to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Falanda Show here on the Life Coach Radio Network. I am Philanda Johnson, your master purpose coach, Audacity Advocate, and excited host. Our mission at the Audacity to Shine with Coach Falanda Show is to provide a bi weekly space of inspiration for people who desire to live more creatively, playfully, and wholeheartedly. I'm so thrilled about our conversation today designed to help you overcome fear, be audacious, audacious, and pursue your master purpose life. What's so exciting about this show is that it is, in fact, the debut of Season 2 of the Audacity to Shine show with Coach Philanda, and our topic today Our show today is about being healthy and whole for God. And I cannot express how excited and thrilled that I am today to have my sister friend of over 20 years, Kike Loma Ofori, joining me today for our show. Kike, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to my show. (laughs) Thank you. It's awesome. I'm very excited, I am so excited and honored to have you here on the show. You know how much I adore you and love you, and so just so much gratitude for you saying yes to joining our show today. Um, and creating an opportunity for our listeners to love you just as much as I do. And so for folks who are listening in online or who are calling to listen in, we are inviting you to call in, ask questions, spread any love. The number to use is 646 716-9397. seven one six nine three nine seven. Again that number is six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. We would love for you to call in, ask any questions, and to spread a little love. And so before we jump into our show today, again our topic is about being healthy and whole for God. I would love to tell the listeners a little bit about Kike. So Kike, Kike Lomo is a woman who is passionate about living a healthy lifestyle practically. Born and partially raised in Nigeria, she has identified the difference in how foods can affect our bodies through her own personal experiences and encourages us to not only pay attention to if something tastes good or not, but what it is doing and saying to our body. She's a registered nurse by trade, a certified breastfeeding specialist. She is married to an amazing man, Minister Jermaine Forey, who I love. Hi, Jermaine. And who is an incredible encourager, and they have two beautiful, amazing daughters. Kike believes that the Bible has given us a blueprint on how we can live our lives healthy and whole and encourages others through the Word to utilize the blueprint. Kike received her bachelor's in health sciences from Stony Brook University and her bachelor's in nursing from Molloy College. Most importantly, The fact that I want to share about, Kike, is that we actually grew up together in New York City, Um, and so we have known each other. We were counting yesterday, Kike. I think we weren't able to get the exact number down yesterday, (laughs) but it has been a long, 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 long time. And, again, just so much um, gratitude for you joining today's show. Again, just wanting to invite our listeners to call in and participate because now we're going to jump into our show. Kike, are you ready?
0: I'm ready. (laughs)
1: And so when thinking about um, today's show And the focus that I wanted to have for today I really wanted to um, create a space for us Just to talk about the power of really being intentional About how we honor and show self-care And nourishment to our bodies And so the goal and hope for our show today Is that we can create a space for folks To learn more about what that means That we can talk about some, you know, self-care and self-nourishing practices that people might be able to do, and then encouraging a space for people to think about how do I show honor to God by showing care and love to my body? So let's go ahead and jump in. Kike, when you hear the idea about, you know, know, the scripture talks about presenting our body as a sacrifice to God, what really resonates for you when you hear that?
0: Um, I believe part of... Us and our being is the way that we think about things. The way we think about things has a strong effect on how we live our lives. Um, our lives should be so flexible to change in the sense that if if God, Yahweh, says to stop something or start something, our answer should be okay. Um, we should always be willing to bring our flesh under subjection to the will of our Heavenly Father. Um, this includes discipline, disciplining it daily, so that it doesn't have any power over us, but us over it. Um, one scripture that we can reference that, you know, that you already spoke about, this, the scripture that you're talking about is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, when um, it says, But I discipline my body and bring it under subjection, lest when I have priests to others, I myself should be disqualified. So what does that mean? Uh, what does it mean to subject my flesh? Is it, it, and, you know, you ask yourself this question. This is what we should be doing when we read in the Bible. What does it mean to subject our flesh? Um, when I subject my flesh, it means I'm subjecting it to the will of my Heavenly Father. If we believe He's our Father and He only wants good for us and, and we're creating His image and all these things and all these great things, then we shouldn't dismiss Him when He says to change something about ourselves. It should be an honorable sacrifice that will only yield good fruit, and that's the way I envision it and see it.
1: Wow, I love that. And here's what's 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 critical and I think what's important, right? As believers, we we hear those scriptures and we know that, right? And uh-huh. you know, as believers who are seeking to be more like Christ, who are seeking to be an even more beautiful representation on earth of who God is, there are some things I feel as though are easy for us to sacrifice and say no to. Right. And there's some things that it is a daily struggle to say no to. Right. And so when you think about that, what might you say to someone who's finding themselves in that position of being able to say and and create a clean line for things that they're saying yes to and a clean line for things that and but struggling with being able to say no to some things.
0: You have to start somewhere. Mhm. You have to start somewhere. You can't just continue to say no because it's hard, because it's a struggle. What I've learned is that a little change makes a big difference.
1: Mm-hmm. So um,
0: when uh, what my what during my mine and my husband's journey, um I was, you know, we just started with different things like just eliminating um certain certain types of juices and um uh, we only bought 100% juice. That was one step. Um we eliminated soda from our life because, you know, of all the things that are in soda that are not good for you. Um, I kid you not, in like two weeks, I noticed a difference. My acne was completely gone. I was like, whoa, I didn't know soda was causing acne for me. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was just taking small little steps. We started Because when we started drinking lots and lots of more water. Um, but I got a little bit tired of the water, so then I began to mix half juice and half water so that I can give myself a little flavor. Um, so it, we think about things as black and white. There is no area for... Um, A little bit of change But if we begin to really process things And begin to realize that we can make small changes And those small changes can allow us To open doors for us to now Be able to do the next thing To be able to conquer the next um, thing in our lives That we are struggling with
1: I love it I love it Small decisions Saying yes to things One day at a time And just waking up today and saying I'm going to choose myself today Today I'm going to choose to change this thing and believing and having faith that with consistency and with focus, even more change can happen. Exactly. And so that really leads me into, into my next question, right? I, like I said, I've, I've known you for for most of our lives. We have known each other. And, mm-hmm. and I know how important faith is to you. So I would love for you to share just what faith means to you and how you see that being connected to the work to being healthy and whole for God.
0: Faith, faith, faith. Okay. (laughs) This is is an interesting (laughs) question um, because faith can be looked at in so many different ways. But for me, um, and I'm just going to simplify it um, for me, the way I kind of think about things. Um, Faith is simply what I believe. If I say I believe something, I should behave as if I believe it. I should carry myself mm-hmm. that way. I should I should do everything around what I believe, right? Um, but then the thing is that mean, um, in Hebrews chapter eleven it says faith is the substance of things not is the is faith is the evidence of things um is the substance of things for the evidence of things not seen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a belief in something that you haven't seen yet. So how can you believe in something that you haven't seen? The way I think about it, I'm thinking in my mind, okay, it's something that creates hope and expecting. Mm -hmm. Faith, therefore, becomes exciting for me. (laughs) Yes. Um, It's an excitement. There's something that you're hoping for. There's something that you're expecting. There's something that is unknown, but you know that there's a substance there. It's the substance of things hoped for. Um, So how can something that's not seen have substance, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And like I
0: said, it's because of that fire of expectation. So now let me give an example. So if I say, "Flana, I have faith in you that you will be successful, or oh, I believe that you can do something, it ignites a fire in you for you now to believe in yourself. You haven't mm-hmm. accomplished that goal yet. You haven't seen it yet, but it's giving you substance to live by, right? It's giving you mm-hmm. substance to hold on to. So that's how it becomes substance, and then we, you get hope. hmm Mm-hmm. So now you eliminate the doubt. So now faith becomes the opposite of doubt. It's, a, it's simply a state of mind that doesn't allow doubt to exist.
1: Mm-hmm. And um,
0: in my life, faith is really a big deal. So big that, you know, um, that Jesus even said to us that if you have a little faith, you can move mountains. Yes. And to me, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Because if, yes. I, if I have faith in you, I can ignite you to now believe. To have substance mm-hmm. to now go and accomplish. Mhm.
1: Mhm.
0: And faith is an amazing thing.
1: And how do you see your your stance on faith really impacting your decision to live a life that's healthy and whole for God? Um let me see.
0: I mean how do I describe this? Um I believe that I'm healthy. I believe that I should be healthy. So what I expect to be, I'm going to walk according to that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do the things that I should not do to make myself not be healthy. I'm going to walk in a lifestyle that is going to make sure that I am healthy. So my my uh, my declaration of faith should align up to what I do.
1: Yes. So, which
0: goes back to the very <laughs> beginning, how I carry myself how I do, what yes. what I do and the way I should behave should be according to my line of faith. And it what should I be in an alignment to your want. faith. Exactly. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. So powerful, Kike. So you know this, Kike. I'm not sure if all my listeners know this, but I am in the process of um, writing a book, and the 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 process of writing this book has been such a mind body spirit experience such an opportunity to really get clear about what I believe and what I stand for. What do I believe about God? What do I believe about leadership? You know, how has my experiences really defined who I am and who I want to be? And a part of my book that I have been really adamant about including in it is something called audacity affirmations. Uh Really bold statements where I am encouraging the reader to stand firm, shoulders back, a little sassy, being willing Hmm. to name who they are based on what God has shown them that they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a level of strength and boldness and courage that comes from having clarity about who God has made you to be. And when you have clarity about the fact that you are a masterpiece that God made you as such, and that he has a divine purpose for who you are, you're able to stand with faith in a place of um, audacity and from a place mm-hmm. of courage. And I think that's what you're speaking about. How can you yeah. declare with faith, even though you might not have completely seen it yet, but how can you exist and name and declare for you and your tribe and your people and your family who you're going to be and who you are? I think that's beautiful, Kike. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So you are by trade a nurse, which is amazing, right? And so I have a couple of questions around, you know, how your faith and science really intersect, right? And so my first question is, how do you see your work as a nurse intersecting with your beliefs as a Christian woman?
0: Um, naturally as a nurse, we're supposed to be nurturing, caring, and loving, um, and I, I that that's scripture to me. Um, we are supposed to be loving people. we're supposed to be caring for others. Um, it only helps my belief become stronger, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't separate the two. I bring them together. the same love that I would want extended for myself, I'm um, being cared for, I will extend to somebody else. Whether I know them, or know them or not, you know, the stranger that is within my gates, you are in my hands, so I'm going to care for you even though I don't know you. I'm going to love you as if I would want love to be shown towards me. Um, whether that means being a shoulder to cry on, providing encouragement and help, um, or, or just having a conversation, being there to have a conversation with you. Um, sometimes I'm there, like, just talking to my patients and I'm rubbing their feet because I realize that their feet are swollen. It's just basic care. There's no separation. Just continue to be you. You don't have to separate the person who you are at church from the person who you are at work from the person who you are walking down the street. You are one person. The Bible teaches us to be one,
1: <laughs> to mm-hmm. not try to be multiple
0: people. So if you just maintain who you are, you will consistently be that to whoever you're with and wherever mm-hmm.
1: you're with. hmm I think you've named this a little bit, but I would love to just bump this out even more. What do you see as your call to action as a nurse when thinking about being the best version of yourself but also caring for God's people?
0: Okay. Well, um, one of the things that I'm desiring um, when it comes to caring for for God's people is, um, as a breastfeeding specialist, I really believe that we have to – empower ourselves and educate ourselves. Um, and I'm hoping I'm answering your question. But yeah, um, go for this it. Is a passion of mine is to really go to different churches and educate the women about breastfeeding. Um about the fact of how nutritious it is. It is nutritious it is for um our children and what it does and how we have higher IQs when we breastfeed and how we uh, eliminate diseases when we breastfeed our children. How it makes us stronger as a people, um, and just to just to empower people with that knowledge and that insight, and not to be conformed with what the pretty much what the formula industry has kind of done over the years, and now they're trying to fix a little bit. Um, but I really, I'm really trying to go to, and I'm doing it individually now with different people, just speaking to them, talking to them, and I'm hoping that it can now eventually become. Um, a bigger thing where I speak to a group of people about um, just even just in that small area of breastfeeding, and then hopefully it will advance mm-hmm. to other areas and different things um, as I grow as a nurse and as
1: um, um, a pillar
0: in the church, in the body.
1: I love that. So I'm hearing you say your call to action um, as a nurse and as a believer is essentially like a ministry around helping to inform women even more of how powerful our bodies are in Uh making sure our babies develop into little men and little women who are healthy. Um, And so empowering them to understand that, like, you know, by breastfeeding, if you make that decision to do that, you are starting your baby off to hopefully have a legacy of being healthy for their life.
0: Yeah, an um, awesome right? And that
1: just sounds like mm-hmm. a, a really beautiful, a beautiful call to action um, in ministry work. And, and I think it's a beautiful segue to, to, to the next question, Kike, of like, you know, what do you believe is the call for for, from God for women as it relates to presenting their bodies as a sacrifice, and then what do you f- feel like um, is is the call to action for men?
0: Um, I'm hmm, I don't want to distinguish the two because I believe okay. that our first call our first call to action is um, to be holy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, and I'm just going to reference the scripture. It's in Romans yes. chapter 12. It says, I, I beseech you, brethren, um, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, right? That's the first requirement. Oh. Acceptable to who? Only to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable perfect will of God. That in itself says a whole lot. What does it mean to be holy? Like, what is he talking about? What is he asking you to do when he says present your body as a living sacrifice, right? That requires something. What does holiness require? It means to be set apart, to be separate, to be different, not like anyone else. You are not to be conformed. You are not to be um, conformed to the image that somebody else is presenting to you, but be conformed to the image that God is now presenting to you. He says, be holy for me. To be separate from me he gives the bl- the blueprint um, for holiness that is pal- tailor-made for Philanda that's tailor-made for Kike that's tailor-made for whoever else is there um, an example a simple example is when we look at the children of Israel he said I've called you to be holy um, to be separate to be different and then he said because I've called you to do that and if you walk in that way I'm going to protect you I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make sure that you're not sick. I'm going to make sure that you guys are not suffering. I'm going to love you so passionately. But he says, I just want you to be separate, to be different, and not to be conformed to this world, not allow this world to consume you. And I believe that our call to action is not to allow this world to consume us. We are supposed to be different, and we have to be okay with that. We can't Mm. keep on trying to bend and move and blend in. We have to be different. If we're not different, if we're not set apart, we're not fulfilling our role of being holy according to his blueprint for our lives. And he created us, right, in his image. Yes. So if that's the case, then um, we have to kind of rethink about how we're thinking. Transform our minds, right? Be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we may prove what is acceptable and perfect to who? To him. So now looking at that scripture, we understand a little bit more about what it's saying. And we we now have a, um, a better insight as to what he's asking us to do, what our call of action is as men and women, I believe.
1: Here's what I've always loved about you, and, I, and I, I've told you this many times. You have consistently been such a beautiful model of, of what it means to be set apart for God. And you, over the, the decades we've known each other, you have always spoken word to me. And you have always reminded me of what I believe has been a message God has sent you to tell me of, like, my value and my worth and my purpose. And that message you just shared has been a message that has been your consistent message for years. And what's so amazing for me to hear and what makes me so excited is how you believing that, and that really being the core of who you are and what you believe, and how because you believe that the incredible impact that you have for the people that you touch as a nurse for the people you touch touch in your work and in your ministry um for for you know your amazing husband, and how your marriage has blessed each other and blesses others, and how who you are as a woman and as a person has blessed your two beautiful children. Um, and so just a moment to pause and celebrate who you are as a woman and as a believer and how, um, that's just not you know, you just saying it's for the show. Like that's who you are and that's who you believe and like your thinking and your words are one hundred percent aligned to who you are. Um and I'm I, I'm just like standing in in awe of um this moment um and how god has consistently used you um to bless me um and to now hopefully bless our listeners when you when you're thinking about i know that was heavy that was heavy that was a lot <laughs> that, that was, was heavy i'm sorry <laughs> um um but i i think about your babies Right? I went from a lot to even more of a lot. But I think about oh, your daughters. I think about your babies. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. But I think about your babies, right? And I think about um, how difficult and challenging it is to be a woman and a woman of color um, in this day and age. And, you know, what does it mean for you to be charged with the responsibility of raising two beautiful, um, brilliant women of color who you want to exist and be set apart for God. Like what does that mean for you and 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 what have you done to um really strive to 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 honor the the responsibility God has given you as it relates to motherhood?
0: Okay. Um I'm going to start with Again, the way I think about things um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one thing that I've learned in life is that when I was given as a gift to my parents it's not it wasn't really for oh, those are my parents, I love them, yes, that's great but their 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 duty is to guide me to who my real father is, and that's my father in heaven, that is God in heaven, that is my real father, that is the one who I'm obligated to and my my desire is um that my husband and I really are good examples for our children to guide them back to him, to allow them to see that he is their source of life, that he is He is their everything, that when we die in this flesh, this flesh goes back to the earth, but our spirit has to answer in some way, and we, our spirit has to answer to him. And uh, we, are, we are spiritual beings living here on this earth in our physical flesh, but the bottom line is that we are spiritual beings. And our our Father is is God, is Yahweh. So my hope is that, you know, that when my husband and I pray, that our children see us pray, that we are good examples for them, um, that um, they can learn to be healthy by watching us being healthy. They can learn to live life by watching the way that we live life. And that if we make a mistake, we're not embarrassed to say, hey, I'm sorry, we, we messed up, or to even just, be that humble enough in front of our children to teach them humility. Every aspect of our lives our children watch. So um, it's very important to always keep that in mind. Um, if I yell at my daughter for some reason, sometimes I have to step back and say I shouldn't have done that. All right. Um, let me think of another way. So now she, she does it with her sister, and her sister does it back to her. Or oh, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way or done that. It, teaching them how to think about their actions and what they're doing. It also now flows into teaching them how to think about what they eat, what they're putting into their bodies, how, um, how, how to be healthy, and, and all these other things. It all works together, and there should not be any distinction. But my hope is that the examples of our lives, um, and what they see is a good example to them, and also leads them back to their heavenly Father.
1: Mm. I love it. I love it. To folks who are listening in online, um I'm just encouraging you, if you have any questions or anything that you might want to call in and share, I am encouraging you to do to do so. The call in number is six four six. Seven one six nine three nine seven. again that number is 646 what an amazing conversation we have had thus far KK I knew oh you gosh. would be awesome <laughs> I would love to take just a short musical break right now and then we're going to come back and we're going to jump right back into our conversation around being healthy and whole for God Welcome back from our short musical break to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Falanda show here on the Life Coach Radio Network. I am Philanda Johnson, your Master Purpose Coach and Audacity Advocate, and today I am blessed to have Kike Lomo here on our show where we're talking about being healthy and whole for God. What an incredible conversation we have had thus far, and we're going to keep this ship going, Kike. So Awesome. My next question is, what do you wish people knew about taking better care of their bodies?
0: The one thing I wish that people knew is that um, you only have one body. We think that we have multiple lives. <laughs> For some reason, we think that um, that our bodies are just something that, okay, we can be to the ground and then up. We'll find some type of way to bring it back up. But... Honestly, we really only have one body. Um, We've only been given one time to treat it properly, um, to treat it appropriately, to love it the way it's supposed to be loved. And um, a lot of the times we don't do that. We run it to the ground, and then we try to cover it up with medications and different things. But that's only running it down to the ground even more. So now we value so many things in life. We can value getting our hair done. We can value getting our toes done. We can value getting our nails done, all these different things. We can value getting the house. But a lot of of times what we don't value is our bodies, and we don't treat our body the way it should be by putting it in it what it deserves to actually function properly for us to be able to be vital and have energy and be motivated and move and, um, we have to really realize we only have one body and that's one thing that i wish that people would realize um and to understand and treat it properly
1: we we had a conversation recently where we talked even more about that kk where yes. we talked about how it's all about choices right yes um and you know i might say yes to getting you know, my nails done for hundred and fifty dollars but then I scrunch my nose up when I go to Whole Foods spend <laughs> hundred and fifty dollars yeah. on some really great grapes and, you know, quinoa, whatever, right? So let me give you and an so example. I'll, go ahead.
0: No, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the example that I gave you the day. Okay, so um mm-hmm. I was at a wedding recently and I never get my nails done all that stuff just because, you know, I prioritize life. Um so <laughs> I was getting my nails done for the wedding um, because I was in the party and everything. And I was sitting next to a woman who was just simply getting her nails done, and she paid eighty something dollars just for her nails to be done. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like that could be like three <laughs> weeks worth of, worth of organic foods that I can buy for my house on the floor in my house. I'm like, this is crazy. People would spend eighty dollars on nails but complain about. Eating healthy, eating organic, oh, organic food is just too expensive. No, it's, it's honestly not. We, if we prioritize life and, and we eliminate certain things, then, um, you know, just following your own nails and putting some nail polish on is, is really good. It's, you look beautiful with that. But then, you know, when we don't make the right choices and we're eating all these things, we feel sluggish. Sluggishness doesn't look beautiful. Um, We feel tired, Mm we feel heavy. Those things don't look beautiful. They don't make us feel beautiful. So we try to cover Mm -hmm. up by the outward appearance when we need to really fix what's going on inside. So reprioritizing our life and eating those things that are healthy can help us do that where we feel good from the inside out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, Kike, you you know my, my, my weight loss journey, um, because we've known each other for so long, Um, but for listeners listening in, uh, a few years ago, just from really poor decisions and choices and and really not prioritizing my health, I found myself almost tipping the scales at 300 pounds. And, you know, it it took a couple of years to almost get that uh, heavy, but when I realized how out of control my eating had become, how really um, disconnected I was from my body, it really was sad to me. And I really had to wake up and make the decision to fight for my life. Like I, I really got to the point to where daily I thought I was going to die. Like not even a joke. Like I, my body felt so bad, I felt so horrible, um, that I was worried that I might not wake up the next day. And initially, the decision was, you know, a little superficial. I wanted to be cuter in my clothes, <laughs> and I wanted to feel healthier. But um, that was a bad joke. But I think I, I, I wanted I wanted both the inside and outside change. And what was powerful was, you know, the the real jump start to to my weight loss once I realized how disconnected my mind body spirit was and just how unhealthy I felt. Um, my church first Baptist Church of Glen Arden, uh In in January, we do Daniel's fast, and we did the Daniel's fast as part of my church. And it was was hard to do the Daniel's fast and to, um, you know, take away things from my diet, like taking away meat from my diet and taking away, you know, things that had tons of preservatives and all of that stuff. And then when I did, I realized the change in, My thinking, the change in my skin, the change in my body And I did that with my church And then I said, you know, I could, like, keep this going for a minute I could, like, eliminate, you know, these things from my diet And I began to see such a change I began to work out I began to move my body um, and exercise And there was a level of liberation and freedom that came and mm-hmm. i began to really realize that you know past the the superficial value of becoming healthier and being fit it just feels good you feel, feel more good. in alignment with god you feel different i know that when i when i've you know haven't eaten the right things i feel it in my body mm-hmm. and i know that like i have to change the choices thereafter in order to feel my best and to feel my healthiest. And so I think what you're talking about is real in, in the sense that I've lived it of, you know, what does your body feel like when all the things you're putting in it is awful? Exactly. And then, like, everything is awful. Um, yeah. And there's, there's no intentionality around what you're ingesting, you know, or digesting. Like, there's no intentionality there. Um, to moving to a space of being more conscious and more aware and more thoughtful because you realize that your body enables you to live out your purpose. And so when yeah. you have clarity around, like, my body is my connection to God and my connection to serving him, it makes you move and act differently. It does. Um, it does. It makes you think, mm-hmm. it it makes you think differently. So um, uh, another when, question when for you. When i
0: weighed down by the things of, like you said, like how it made you feel, we don't pay mm-hmm. attention enough to how our bodies feel. We
1: mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes I think we get to the point where um, we're so stuck in the state of being uh, unhealthy that it's uncomfortable not to be unhealthy. So mm-hmm. our bodies crave these things, so, and we just keep on doing it. We just keep on doing it. Um, one thing I usually tell people is, like, if you eliminate one thing from your life that you absolutely say you can't do without... And wait at least two weeks after that, eliminate it for just at least two weeks, and tell me what your body is saying to you. Your body's going to give mm-hmm. a fight initially. For example, if somebody says, um, if somebody smoked for 10 years or so," um, they stop smoking. The first couple of days, they're going to be coughing, 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 fighting, fighting it. And then after that, after some time, it's like, "I can breathe normally. Oh my gosh! I know how to breathe normally. It's an excitement that comes after you pass those stages. Somebody who drinks coffee incessantly, um, you know, stop drinking coffee for a day or two. You're going to be in so you're going to have the worst headaches forever. But um, you about a week later, you realize that you know what? You may not have really needed the coffee every single day, three times a day for energy. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. have found other sources um, with with exercise and different things like that. Changing those different things in your lifestyle yes. um, could really impact um, the vision of your life. So you were yes. allowed to see another another way of life by starting small. Yes. You started in such a small way, um, and it created like hum- like huge changes for you. And now you're even, like, I even show my friends your pictures, and they're like, what What does she do? I'm like, and you know what I always (laughs) say? One of the things that I love that you did, you didn't tell anybody. You didn't tell anybody. You didn't say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. Because guess what? Sometimes when you tell too many people, it can affect you doing what you need to do for yourself. You're not proving anything to anyone. The way that you're living your life and what we're we're living is for you. It's not to prove to anyone that I'm I'm this or I'm that or I can do it. It's you're doing it for yourself. And once you realize that we need to just start living our lives for ourselves and making those Mm -hmm. changes for ourselves, um, that it, it really does help. You know when we when we get to mm-hmm. heaven when i my my husband can't can't bring me into salvation it's not hes like you know you work out your own soul salvation, right It's not what the Bible teaches us. you work out mm-hmm. your own soul salvation, you work out your own health, you work out your own life, you work it out for yourself, and you live it for who for him
1: mhm, you know what's interesting that I've found just from my own experience when you are engaging in incredibly unhealthy practices you begin to um, tolerate things Mm -hmm. that don't serve you. So when there comes a time when you want to make a change and you want to do things differently, then you you want to change that unhealthy unhealthy habit, why it feels safer um, and better to just stay in that unhealthy space usually is because if you decide to change and move, there's some scary things that you're going to have to face head on. Mm-hmm. Usually there's going to be some things that you're going to have to realize and name about yourself that is uncomfortable. You're going to have to say, you know, you know, I'm thinking about for me like when you know part of my unhealthy eating uh was honestly like, you know, I didn't have, you know, uh Stress maintenance strategies As well as I thought I did You know Like I, I thought I knew How to handle my stress No boo you didn't You know I thought I knew Boo you didn't You just didn't You know I thought I knew um, You know I, I I thought I You know Had the level of Self care and self respect for myself like, like I should have I didn't You know And so it's When you're making the decision to move from an unhealthy practice to something different, something that's going to serve you better, it often is uncomfortable. It's often Mm -hmm. scary. It often requires that you name the things that you've been tolerating that don't serve you. And it sometimes requires that you cut people off, that you stop doing things that might have been fun um, that you can no longer do because it doesn't serve you. And mm-hmm. so that's often a scary decision. It's often a scary step. Um, and it requires a commitment and it requires a courage. Um, and it takes time um, it to, to make that shift and make, and make that change. One of the and things in that it, in what you're
0: saying yeah. has a lot to do with our mind. How yes. we're thinking about it.
1: Our yes. mind
0: is very strong in determining our actions. Yes. Um, once we once our mind changes, our bodies follow. The rest of us yes. follow but we have to have that changed mind. Um Yes. And you know one thing so I've The Renewing is motivation. of our mind. Yes, renewing yes. of our mind, right? And motivation is a big part of change. Um we, we have to really encourage ourselves and shape our minds in order to change our behavior um yes. and this is why I like encouraging people uh I'm always like trying to tell somebody something great. I don't know why, but I think <laughs> it, I think this is why I think this is the reason though <laughs> um I really love motivating and encouraging people because there's just a feeling that you get when you see hope in their yes. eyes when you feel as if like they they believe that they can do it um yes. and it's just awesome when. You know, I remember I remember when we were talking, you were, you were telling me about your weight when we were at your house. You were like, and I was like, wanna, just do it. If you want to do it, just do it. You can do it. I know you have the mind to do it. Just do it. And you just looked at me, and I'm like, and, I, and, I, and that was it. That was the end of conversation. And then you said to me, <laughs> you said to me that was one of, the, well, that's one of the things that really motivated you and helped you. And I was yeah. like, okay. But it's true, you know. Sometimes you do need that um, that realization for that for your mind to realize that. Wait, I can. Yeah. You know, yes. it's, motivation is a huge part of change, and it really yes. has a lot to do with our minds and the way we're thinking about it. So you're explaining it to the T. Your experience um, and, and your journey explains all that, and I hope that people are able to really identify with that and um, and know that it's not. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. No. But it's possible. Just because it's not as hard doesn't mean it's not possible. And that's the thing. It's possible. And you see yes. a living testament in front of you right now. Who's testifying of that?
1: One of the things that that the, again the process of like writing a book in is, is very cathartic. It's very like healing. I found it to be really healing. And. My goal is to really put down on paper, in a truthful way, an honest way, my challenges, how God has helped to make things clearer for me. And when I think about the many things I've, I've overcome in life, it's, it, one of the biggest has been that weight loss piece. And what was huge for me was when I was struggling to lose weight, my mind was telling me, you could never do this. I had opened a school at twenty four. I had overcome mm-hmm. so many different things in my life. And the enemy was telling me, Philanda, you will always be two hundred and eighty five pounds. You will never be you will never be healthier. You can never run. You can never like and and, and for for there was a time when there was this cycle where I believed that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think about, and fear kept me in that place of really believing that believing that that was true and i now in my in my book what i 'm really what i what I now realize and what I really want people to know is that that is a master purpose hacker, as I call it, the inner mm-hmm. saboteur that that voice that's there that's trying to help you sabotage yourself. That's trying to prevent you from walking fully into your purpose. That's trying to prevent you from being all that you can be. And either you can choose to listen to that saboteur, that voice that's really seeking to not have you be your best and, and, and most masterpiece version of yourself. Or you can choose to say, you know what, that ain't nothing. That ain't, that ain't God. That ain't true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe that that is fear bubbling up trying to stop me and paralyze my actions. And so it's like this: you're in this fork in the road of having to decide what am I going to believe? Am I going to believe yes. this untruth or am I going to stand and believe that I do, because God works in me, I do have the power to change and be better and experience more and experience better. And so it's all about choices. It's all about seeking the truth and believing that we are powerful and that we have value and that we have the right and the ability to say no to things that don't serve us. I think when you, like, don't do that, when you're like, oh, this is what it is, okay, fine, I'm going to lay down and just accept it, or, or if you're going to be like, no, I'm going to be audacious, I'm going to be bold, I'm going to courageous. be courageous and say, no, this is not hot, this is not awesome, it can be better.
0: Yep, um, and that and goes it's just liberty to bringing blush on this subjection. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Kike, I knew this was going to be awesome. I just knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So we're going to take another quick quick, quick, short musical break, and then we're going to jump into uh, a tradition that I did with every guest during Season 1, and so our Shine questions are back, and so after this quick musical break, I am going to ask Kike our Shine questions. For folks who are listening in, I definitely encourage you to grab a notepad and pen to capture Kike's amazing answers. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Audacity to Shine with Coach Philanda show here on the Life Coach Radio Network. Philanda is still here, Master Purpose Coach and Audacity Advocate. And Kike, my amazing sister friend, is here as well. (laughs) And we're going to jump into our shine questions. Kike, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So our first shine question, Kike, what does freedom mean to you?
0: Obedience to God. (laughs) <laughs> if I do what he says, he I'm free. Honestly, if I'm obedient to him in every way, I'm free from everything, from anything that anybody says to me, from anything that tries to attack me, from everything. If I'm if I obey him, um, he says he's going to give me his spirit, his Holy Spirit, and I'm free.
1: You are here on Earth too, love. I am grateful for
0: my family.
1: How do you keep the faith despite challenges?
0: I pray and I also surround myself around people who are very encouraging.
1: And what is the truth that you know for sure?
0: That God loves me more
1: than anything. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. One additional tradition that we had from Season 1 that we are bringing over to Season 2 is our audacity challenge. What I believe is critical and important as people who are seeking to become better versions of themselves is to challenge ourselves to grow. And so every show, I will be offering up an audacity challenge to listeners to do in order to push themselves and grow. And so our audacity challenge for today's show is all around the idea of self-care and self-nourishing acts. What does it mean to really embed self-nourishing practices into our daily life? When we hear about the term self-nourishing, It's a a topic or a a phrase that's so common with people in life experiences. And when we think about this term, we know that it suggests that one should take care of themselves in in a conscious way and make it a conscious choice. It operates at the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. My challenge to you today, to our listeners, is to think of self-nourishing as a growth process. I'm asking that you think about it in a similar way as you think about gardening and thinking about how a seed is planted. It's something that is tended daily so that the seed can grow into what the heart desires. And so my encouragement to you is that you begin to think about yourself as a beautiful seed planted by God and that by having intentional decisions every day to nourish yourself, you are tending to um, your master purpose, that you're tending to exactly what God has put you on the earth to do. And so my ask of you this week and next week as you are continuing to unpack today's conversation is to really think about what are the self-nourishing practices that you should begin to implement in order to ensure that you are living a successful, beautiful, God-aligned life. Maybe your self-nourishing practice is to do better about the things that you're eating and putting in your body. Maybe it's making sure that you're going to that yoga class that you've always wanted to go to or doing SoulCycle. If you, if you are a listener, you know I love SoulCycle. Maybe it's journaling more. Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it's Every week, connecting with a sister friend just to have time to connect and think about old times. Whatever it is, wanting you over the next two weeks to be really thoughtful about what that thing will be and committing to doing that self-nourishing act every single day. My hope is that you will share what you're deciding to do as part of your self-nourishing act on my Facebook page or also sharing it on our our radio show's um, webpage as well. Kike, I hate that our show is done today. I know. I have so much more to say. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that it's closing up, but I would love to end with you just sharing any last thoughts or insight that you would like to share with our listeners.
0: Um. I'm a person that just lives my life um, really motivated to, to just do better and to be better, and I encourage you to do the same. Um, I know that oftentimes when we get busy with life, there, there arises excuses and different things that come up as to why we can't, why we can't. But why don't we say, you know, how can we? We need to now find ways on how we can and make ways on making it work. Um, the lifestyle changes that we want need to identify how can it work and not saying it can't work. I'll give an example. We're we're travelers, and my whole family, we're always going, going, going. Um, we could easily just say, "Oh, we're just going to stop for food, stop for food," but I don't do that. And the reason why is because um, I don't want to to deter from my faith goals, from what I believe and be, believe in myself, and for my family. So we always pack food. We're always going with it. We have our coolers, and we're always going. And our kids know: go to the back first before anything else, before asking for anything else. It's and it's implementing these things in our lives that give us a way to meet our goals, a way to accomplish what we want and and to live the life that we want, Um, and we begin to implement these things and begin to see a way that we can, then we'll walk in those ways. Um, So I really just encourage all of you to be motivated, be encouraged, that you can make the changes that you need to make, that um, you can put your flesh under subjection, that you don't have to be conformed to the image of this world, but you need to be conformed to the way that your Father sees you. And he sees you as great, fantastic, awesome. He has called you to be his child for his purpose, and he wants to utilize you that way. But he also wants you to be healthy. He says, I pray that you prosper and be good in good health, even as your soul prospers. So let's... Let's continue in that and and desire to to please him as we
1: grow. I love it, Kike. I love it. I love it. I love it. I would like to thank everyone who is tuning in live to our show. I would also love to share any gratitude to folks who um, will be listening to this show um, once it becomes a podcast. We hope that this show has blessed you and inspired you to continue to live your best and most audacious life. I hope that you realize and understand that you are a masterpiece made by God in order to live your divine purpose. I hope that you enjoyed this past hour and that you found our conversation to be engaging, enlightening, and found it to be food for your soul. I am Philanda Johnson, and I look forward to seeing you all on our next show Saturday, August 6th. On that show, I will have Dee Williams, a dance fitness guru and entrepreneur of Rhythm, joining me. Our show topic will be dancing to your own music. I love Dee. She's another sister friend of mine. And on that show, we'll be talking about and discussing how to really live out your passion and how you can continue to show love and care to your bodies. And so... The show will be amazing, and I'm just encouraging and asking folks to tune in or listen to listen to the recording thereafter. I also would love to just share with our listeners a way to stay to stay connected with me. I'm really excited about an upcoming tele summit that I um, am participating in, the Breaking Business Barriers uh, Tele Summit that will be launching next week, and encouraging listeners who are entrepreneurs or who are desiring to become entrepreneurs to definitely visit. The their website, www.unitemission.com, to sign up for the Telesummit to learn more about the work that the awesome CEO is doing and to um, just be blessed by the work that she's doing and by the insight that the other Telesummit presenters We'll be sharing. For more information on the Life Coach Radio Network, please visit lifecoachradionetworks.com. For more information about me, please visit my website, Philonda Johnson, P-H-I-L-O-N-D-A, Johnson.com. Also, feel free to follow me on Twitter at at sign audacity to shine. Thank you for listening, Kike. I love you every day and always. To our listeners, until next time, be you, shine bright, and be audacious.